0: Hi guys i'm chris and i'm uh, mike and welcome back to this week's no limits a mitch rap podcast so how you doing this
1: week mike it's been a good week i mean my soccer team won the european championships forza it italia did. it did so that was good but man how about you how's the new house you're just what two weeks in to the new house yes yeah it's it's going well um
0: so you know I guess I'll just say it here that we had to take a little bit of a break, so I had some little family issues to take care of, um, but we're back now, and I wanted to thank all those who reached out to me for the kind words. That, that was very thoughtful. But yeah, I'm back at the house trying to put things together. I'm, I'm potting in a different location than our last <laughs> podcast uh, because I went to go plug in my computer halfway through and proceeded to electrocute myself, which... <laughs>
1: I have the electrician coming next week to address oh, that. Oh, you do? So. Good. Good, good, good. Yes. So yes. you're not sitting on a mini-fridge next to a sump pump using the plug of the sump pump to plug in your laptop. You're, you're not going to electrocute yourself?
0: No. Well, no. Okay. I, I right. am instead, my computer is sitting on my bed, and I'm sitting on the a bench that normally sits at the end of my bed. But a Sounds little peel so behind the curtain here a little peel behind the curtain here here i'm, I'm going no backrest you know <laughs> you need some that'll lumbar support you gotta get that lumbar chair yeah, yeah i know i'm i'm looking for the right chair for my my desk that's that'll be in the living room so
1: amazon prime man 2 days wayfair yeah, but, you ever my, use wayfair i have furniture? i have used they're wayfair. pretty good
0: they are i'm just worried about like good. buying something online that i haven't sat in you know right 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 but anyways, enough about chairs. that's our world household. Yes. but no, everybody, we're doing good, and um, we're back to potting, so thanks for allowing us to take that week off, and we, we, we even spread out one of our, our last podcasts over
1: a couple of weeks. Yeah. So
0: you know what um, else we're, we're back
1: to? We're back. Killshot I know you've been talking about Kill shot for a little while. I know one you of my like favorite it. books, one of my favorite uh, books. Awesome. Um, I, I guess I'll just say it now little bit of a hot take, but I sense this is probably the book you and I are going to disagree on the most. Not saying I did not like it. I, I liked it. Are you saying, I, like, you're going to put it on the bottom third of your rap books, and I'm going to put it in the top third of my rap books? Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm thinking that's where we're going to end up. Wow. I, I, have not, I haven't wow. disclosed my ranking. You haven't disclosed yours, but I get the sense that part two next week... This is going to be on opposite ends of our list. Interesting.
0: Interesting. I mean, I guess, you know, we're, we're going to talk about all these things and, you know, this book has flaws. I'll, I'll yeah. say that. But I don't know. I, I just really, I really enjoyed it. I, I I don't know why. I was really trying to pinpoint it down. And I think I'll, I'll address some of those points as, as we dig mm-hmm. into the plot. But, um, yeah, it's just maybe I'm a sucker for Paris. I just I love uh, I love French. The yeah. scenery, the French, French food, you know, French fries.
1: I'm with you. And, and I got to say, that's part of why I was left wanting quite a bit in that the descriptions of the city, the people, the locals, I feel like was not the usual Vince style, mm. or it wasn't as detailed, yeah, as I'll give you that. textured as some of the other locations. And if there's one location I really want to buy into... The way Vince usually sets the scene, I wanted it to be this one, and I just felt it, in, in setting and descriptions, it fell a little short. So I didn't have that kind of feel of Paris that I was hoping for that Vince clearly has done with so many other places, like just Beirut, last book. Right, right. right. like. That might have been his or best like some example. town
0: like a a bonder boss you know like right or, or,
1: or even wherever, you, know, you know Memorial Day when they're on the run through Southeast Virginia you know right right like I felt like I was transported to this middle of nowhere three hours outside of Richmond Virginia small town and knew it better than in this book being in Paris you know in at all the sites right so. well.
0: I mean, do you want to just dive right in? Let's, yeah, let's, let's do just it. Keep it yeah, going. I mean, okay, give us a so rundown. I, I will say this book came out in 2012, right? Mm-hmm. Um, February of 2012. And I thought it was interesting because we got American Assassin in 2010, or like in, in the normal time frame that we, we got a Vince Flynn book. Almost a year and a half passed. And then later on that year, in November of 2012, we get the Last Man. Right. So this book was delayed. Well,
1: let's address the elephant in the room. No, I mean, and of course, of course. I don't know about you, but I teared up with the Prelude. Oh yes, um, oh, I, yes. I actually did. Um, Vince is talking about his diagnosis. Uh, this book was published, you know, shortly after. It seems you said what February 2012 it was. Uh, it was published. Mm-hmm. um you know after receiving the news that would forever change the trajectory of his his life and his family's life and um he was really heartfelt in wanting to thank those who helped him get where he is and he wanted to show courage even though i can only imagine how hard that would be to find and dig up after knowing you 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 have a terminal illness but I mean, just just listen to this from um, the prelude, or not even the prelude, I guess, you the um, Acknowledgements, starting off the book with dedication and acknowledgements. Vince writes, quote, instead of facing the scariest moment of your life alone, you find yourself surrounded by people you care about and who genuinely care for you. And he had just so many sentences as beautifully crafted and heartfelt as that one, and just uh this this book is very important to me for that purpose. Uh I might nitpick some other things in the plot line, but I absolutely understand where Vince and his family were at during the the process of getting this book to print.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard. Maybe that's why I like it so much. I mean, and then I love Last Man too, like these these two mm-hmm. sort of And I'm wondering if do you think Last Man? I would love to know the inner workings of like when they obviously chose to release these two in the same year. When was each one written? Oh, yeah. You know, after the American draft. Assassin, you know, the draft. Was he working on Last Man and then he started working on American Assassin and then he just had all these ideas? Or, you know, he said he always knew, like, the backstory of Midtrap mm-hmm. from, the be- like, at least the basis of it. I mean, we could even see it on the pages. Right. Um, then he had a chance to flesh that out. But was it always a, we're going to immediately follow this up with Killshot? I don't, we, we got to, like, yeah. I, I would love to understand that whole that whole gap right. in that year, why we didn't get a Vince Lynn book.
1: And I think that something that's going to come up as we break down the plot of Killshot is The Gap between that and transfer of power. And we know Vince didn't leave notes and write a lot down. Um, right. He often made the stories in his mind as he went and it was a master of that practice. So I guess no one will ever know what, what his plan was for filling that gap with the third book. Cause this is very clearly a trilogy, sure. American assassin kill shot. And then whatever is the bridge to transfer of power. Right. Um, so, I, I I mean, I, I got to believe he had a plan or an idea that he wanted to go there. And then, knowing it was his last book, The Last Man is, is almost a masterpiece. Um, oh, it's, it's, it's very good. Right. And, and just good. a couple of scenes from it stick out to me, and I know we'll get there next month. But it also shows an aging Hurley. Um, right. I think, I think that was really important to Vince. Instead of rushing through the third part of this trilogy ending his life by catching up with Mitch in the current world, right? Catching up with Mitch in real life and Hurley, you know, at the end of his life and towards the end of his days. And man, just. And it's also
0: interesting if you think about it, because it isn't, isn't, uh, I may be mixing this up with Survivor, but doesn't rap get final revenge against Louis Gould Uh, or, or is that in, is that not till the Survivor?
1: I it I think it blends into the survivor, but you're right. Louis Gould comes back and plays a big role in Last right. Man. So and so it's it's yeah. it's Vince
0: like trying to wrap up all these things, knowing right.
1: that this might be his last one right. two books, you know, or whatever. You know, he wants to bring these characters back and say one final thing on them. Maybe that's why this one felt a little rushed to me in terms of the details. Uh, knowing the Last Man was that that uh, what do you call it, that final. Uh, Opus that he wanted to right. to get out to the world, but I'm also wondering
0: if like a lot of these things that we're going to nitpick in in this podcast and in the next, if we got to see that third book or even a fourth book, whatever, they they would be fine. You know, it's True. it's we we only have we only are willing to nitpick them because we don't understand them and we want to know the conclusions of a lot of these things, you know. Right, right it, it, it's right. Like, it's like the game it's like Game of Thrones, right? You know, it, it's I don't know if you're a Game of Thrones reader but you know, I want to know how the story ends in George's mind. Uh, you know, and I, I you, you leave it to someone else to do it yeah. on the screen and didn't do, do that good of a job. But anyways, you know, it's like I don't know. I think that if we had gotten the third book, a lot of these things that right. Would have been. I think it's going to be very hard, though. And I I almost think that that's why they don't want either. Why Kyle? Kyle Kyle says has he says he has um said he's willing to do it or right, but he hasn't been allowed to do it. And I do think it would be very hard because you would have to almost study these first two books very and then go back and sort of do what we we just did for our podcast and and then pick up all the threads yes to carefully place everything that's needed in that book because it, it it has to connect it it's like the linchpin of this entire series even though it right. doesn't need it's not needed
1: no but in order to be a good book yeah it has to it, be that linchpin it would be you're right it would be a real delicate balance but i think as we see you know as we jump into this we're going to see those opportunities you know served up on a silver platter like vince left some nuggets here of where this story could, you know, could be taken, and so, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it'd be a hard job. I think somebody would have to prove themselves that they can command this series, and and Kyle's done that. So, if he or the Flynn estate or whoever is in charge makes that decision, it would be a tough one. But I think it's a challenge I would like to see attempted, for yeah, sure, definitely, for sure, yeah.
0: All right. Well, like we kick off all of our most of our um, part one podcasts, Uh, let me give you the Goodreads and the Amazons. So just like Rotten Tomatoes, take these with a grain of salt. The Goodreads scores is a solid 4.31, which we were just discussing before the pod. Most of uh, (laughs) Vince's novels have around a 4.3, except for American Assassin, which has a 4.25. It's actually the lowest lowest rated uh, book on Goodreads. Fake news. It does does have 71,000. And Amazon has a 4.6 out of 5, 3,600 reviews. And the summary goes like this. In the years since the CIA trained and then unleashed him, Mitrap has dismantled, killed by untraceable kill, the network of monsters behind the Pan Am Lockerbie terrorist attack. The hunt leads to Paris, where a deadly trap is sprung as the, the bullet's leaves wrap silenced pistol. Followed by the discovery of nine bodies, including a Libyan oil minister in one of the steadiest, finest hotels. Washington wants no part of this international crisis, and Rapp is deemed a liability by Stan Hurley, one of his handlers. But as he slips outside their control to operate on his own, it will soon become clear that nothing is more dangerous than a wounded and cornered Mitch Rapp. Ooh, I like that last sentence. Last line is good. It will soon be clear that nothing is more dangerous than a wounded and cornered
1: midrap. That's that's pretty good, dude. That's fantastic, and it takes us into the prelude. Like that captures how Vince wanted to kick off this book, because we see a meeting of the top brass, you know, running the Orion team. Yeah, and Doc Lewis is expressing some reservations. We know an American assassin. He was in Rapp's corner. His psychological profile, his physical profile, and Doc Lewis is the reason Rap didn't quit. Rap was sick of Hurley, kinda sick of Kennedy and Stansfield, who he didn't really know that well, but he was sick of the whole program. And Doc Lewis, um, you know, he Brady plays Jedi book. Mind Tricks and, and he gets Rap to stay and and take the job and see things through. But here, Lewis is now saying, are there signs that someone like this who's been so perfect at the top of their game are so good that they could turn on us. What if they're so intent on rooting out everyone who's evil? Well, guess what? Everybody makes bad decisions. And so what if that person then this black and white, you know, mindset then looks at our mistakes as the CIA, right? Because we've made mistakes institutionally. Right. Individuals who are are good and patriots have made mistakes at certain times. So what if this kind of black and white operative reads that as a target to eliminate and go rogue? Not because Reps lost it or hates America or has some grievance, but simply because of he is now the purveyor of justice. And in his mind, what if he wants to dole that out to people on the home front? Um, I thought it was very
0: that. interesting that Lewis says that because doesn't eventually rap do that with like some of these uh, politicians, like in later right. books? Um, but with Stansfield's blessing. But with Stansfield's blessing or Irene's blessing, yeah, obviously. Yeah, exactly. uh, but I just thought that was funny how, you know, it comes full circle. Rap, that that is actually something that rap
1: does eventually do. Right. I guess at this point in his career, He's only working on this hit list of international terrorists, like the Libyan oil minister, you know, that he's about to take out. And so yeah, I think it's brilliant for Vince to address what will become Rap's job, you know, to take out our internal enemies, right, as foreign right. and domestic. Foreign and domestic, and yeah. He's hinting at this now very early on. I think what a year or two he's been operating after his training. So it's really it's it's
0: been a year since
1: the fire. One year. Yeah, so he's only been in this whole program a year and six months, really, so far. Right. And we get some foreshadowing here as well, right off the bat in the prelude, where Vince writes, quote, at this very moment, he was about to do something very illegal and unsanctioned in a country where he could not afford to make even the slightest mistake. I'm worried about him because he's about to kill a high-ranking official in the capital of one of our closest allies. That right there makes me say, "Let's go, let's go." I want. Well, it. and
0: by saying that, you know it's not going to go well.
1: Like, but right. it's,
0: it's clearly setting it up for you know something. And I, I just wanted to say, like, maybe one of the reasons why I love this book is because it reminds me a lot of like the first Mission Impossible movie, like that story with Ethan Hunt, where like they go in, they have a mission, and like, obviously I'm jumping ahead like past past the prelude into this first chapter where We meet up with uh, Mitch and he's in Paris and he's about to take down this target and he has this like bad feeling. He's going to take out this Libyan oil minister who's, you know, obviously did something, gave money to terrorists, whatever. But he's like, all right, he has this feeling, but he goes in and then takes him out, executes him perfectly, and is about to get out of there. And then he hears like the sound and everything goes to hell. Mm -hmm. And it just, I don't know, it reminds me of. and then, obviously, he then has to run because he gets shot and whatever. But it reminds me of Mission Impossible because it's, like, sort of like the same thing where they go and they have this mission, they execute it, and then everyone dies except for, obviously, Tom Cruise. And then he has to, you know, take away. And then uh, sprinkle it in a little bit of Jason bourne throughout this entire novel. Sure. You know, a little bit of Bourne supremacy, a little bit of Bourne identity uh, thrown in here. So, I love those two movies. So, and. Obviously, there's some
1: tropes taken from that in in this book, so maybe that's why I also love this book. But. Now, let's be clear, though, we are not advocating for casting Tom Cruise as Mitra. <laughs> oh no,
0: no, 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 no. Yeah. I
1: think we've we've already said our casting. I I, I actually we, like Gerard Butler as as a, as a trap Yeah, we've been down that road before. Or Colin Farrell. Yeah. No, you're right. I I agree with your your comparison there, and a couple of other one-liners that stick out go to some of the storylines in those books. Like I'm thinking born here. It says, quote, until he had some answers, his survival instincts told him to do what he was trained to do, operate on his own and under everyone's radar, including the CIA's. But I mean, Jason Bourne, you know, right. that kicks in when his memory is, you know, missing of all of his training. He, he operates on his own. He's got to figure out who he is and who's responsible for him. And then like Stansfield, Uh, thinking about Bourne's handlers, it says, Stansfield's contacts ran deep and his ability to see three moves ahead of his enemies had always made him a formidable foe. Stansfield saw angles and opportunities where others saw chaos, danger, and a problem not worth tackling. Typical storyline in a movie um, and a lot of other series as well, but Vince is pulling it off with characters we love, so I love seeing those storylines here. So, all right, talking about movies... Why haven't they made this Mitraap
0: movie? Like they made American Assassin. This this would have been a perfect movie. This could be a good one, the, especially yeah. with Dylan O'Brien. Like and yep. and and Tom or not Tom, um, who was Hurley again?
1: Shit, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah, yeah. Michael Keaton. Oh like, uh, yeah. And then Victor. Uh, you, you can cast somebody awesome for a Victor. In the I know they had a Victor in the last. They had movie. a Victor. Maybe that person him. could come back, but they could him. Like. Mm. That's true. That's true. You could you could um, just make another character that like, you can make another you, character, right? Yeah. Call him Chet. Oh wait, right. that's Victor's real name. That's Victor's Chet real name, animal. right? I guess we'll get there to Victor, but let's talk about the actual scene, like the actual yes. hit. Yes, but but I agree with you. This would have been a great choice for a movie. I I actually think this storyline I might have enjoyed more as a movie than a book. So I think you're to something there. But this scene would have been cool to see where Rap is going after this oil minister, the next on a top-secret list, a hit list from Stansfield, Kennedy, and the, the intelligence folks. And he thinks it's a clean hit. He's rappelling off the side of a hotel, gets onto the balcony, gets in the door, makes a clean shot on the guy, right? Rap likes to get close for the kill shot as we see i think what in chapter two or three yeah like we get the title right away right away yeah and he thinks he'll make a clean clean getaway and he saves the prostitute right because libyan oil minister in paris obviously there's a prostitute in the room raps able to protect her just kill his guy about to head out on the balcony rappel down the rope and all hell breaks loose a team of i think five guys bust in the door spraying bullets Rap quickly assesses they're not trained operatives, they're some sort of hodgepodge group, maybe security personnel of some sort because they're just spraying bullets, hundreds right. of rounds, and Rap ducks behind the bed, is able to evade them, take them all out, couple of quick shots. But as he's escaping onto the balcony, about to jump, rappel down the rope, he takes a hit to the shoulder. So, he's been shot. Is this I guess the first time was he shot in American Assassin? No, I don't think so. No, no, not the first time he, sh- he was
0: shot. I guess the first time he was shot was in uh, executive power, right? Uh, when he got shot in the ass.
1: Sure. But um, in the chronological storyline.
0: Oh, yeah. Guess, first time he
1: shot that, in that his career. Right. Yeah, first and he's on his own there. now because he, he doesn't know him. who to trust, who turned on him, uh, who leaked this information, who knew that I was going to hit the oil minister tonight because they were obviously prepared.
0: Yeah, I like all the um, sort of like quick ex- exposition we get in his head, where he's like, mm-hmm. like he he runs down that list of, of things you just said. But he's like, oh, I can't think about those right now. I need to deal with these like five people. Um, and it's very interesting. We get like sort of the flip version of this attack from uh, Samir's, uh, who's running these 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 goons who who end up getting killed. And you know they've been watching. that Also, they've also been watching the Libyan oil minister. And they're they're trying to catch Rap because he's it's been crazy since the last time we saw him. He's gone on this huge tear, just clipping all these people. And it's like, who is this guy? Like, it, it right. reminded me of like the idea of Ghost from the movie. Like, Rap is actually Ghost. Like, he's he's this mm-hmm. guy who's been coming in, you know. And Lewis mentions it during the prelude that Rap wants people to think about. Me yes. and I like he I mean, wants these people on this list to to think about him him potentially yep. you know coming for him and look like think about his face or like what what is not what his actual face is but what his face could be you know yeah um and that's part I, of the, I just I just love that but obviously it's it
1: yeah. doesn't sound like a sane person doesn't sound like a sane person at all well well no but I, I like that it's a little deeper than that because last book we saw divisions between the leadership right. Do you support Hurley or do you support Irene? You know, Hurley obviously doesn't like rap. He wants to rein him in. He didn't recruit right. him. He's not military. Well, that point divides them further in that Hurley and I think even Kennedy feel like if these guys know we're coming for them, if they pick up a pattern that there's a super t- assassin out there who can mm-hmm. creep up on them at any time, they're going to they're going to retreat. Right. Right. They're going right. to hide in their bunkers. They're going to go behind you know, security walls. It's sure. going to be harder for us to get to them if they expect this predictability of a super assassin on the loose. And Rap's like, hell no. That's what I want. I don't care if it's harder. I'll still get to them. And I get the satisfaction of knowing they're cowering and that they're scared shitless. It's like a drone attack, right? But the one thing that saves him is the line that he says to Lewis.
0: That's sort of like, instead of being complete psychopath, right, he says... I want them to feel, uh, you know, I'm not like you, I don't have the exact code, but I want them to feel something similar to the pain or, you know, the, the fear that they cause other people. Right. And that in my mind is, is retribution. Right. By doing that, by making them being scared shitless of this, you know, ghost that's going to come get them, he's, you know,
1: inflicting something similar
0: to what they've done to, you know, millions or thousands of people, whatever.
1: I think that's when Lewis and Stansfield are like, okay, he's not just crazy. Right. He has a rationale of why he wants to operate that way. Lewis
0: is just like, he's obviously the shrink. So he, he's he's just, he, he even says, like, I feel like for five minutes, or I, I talked to him for a couple hours and I feel like I know rap completely. And then the next five hours, I feel like I haven't gained any ground. You know, it's like I went yeah. 10 steps forward, it's 30 steps back. Right. Rap is an enigma, you know? He is. But at the same time, time,
1: he's an open book, you know? (laughs) Yep. You're right. You're right. You mentioned Samir. So we do spend some time inside the terrorist head. And Samir was like a true zealot. Oh, very much. Just very much um, a hardliner. And he's also v- rather well-trained, but he's kind of in bed with the wrong folks. And, and there's this really interesting dynamic here going on at the church scene. What do you think about that?
0: Well, first of all, why do we even need Samir as a character? Why couldn't it just be Rafiq? Right. That, like, mm-hmm. So we get the first mention of, you know, after, obviously, just a recap, after this shootout, everyone sort of goes on the run. Like we have, you know, Hurley and everyone over the United States are dealing with the, with the fallout of this. We have rap on the run, which we're going to talk about like some of his uh, scenes on the Seine And that, that was, that was kind of cool uh, chapters. And then we get like, you know, the French are involved. And then we actually like dive deep into this terrorist that, um, and how they're connected with Fournier who's, you know, the director of the DGSE or high up of the DGSE. Yeah. French intelligence. Yeah, and they have this meeting at the Secur, which is a very beautiful church, and there's this other guy, Max Vega, and you were even saying that you think that there's too many characters in this novel, and I, I agree with you. This Max guy,
1: right? Like he's half, and we we get a lot of, we get a lot, we get a whole backstory on him. Yeah, he's like, Saudi, but he's also like a Spanish telecommunications millionaire, so he's using all his fortune Money from, from one, his yeah. western educated side to fund terrorism because he identifies very closely with his Saudi father. Is that a necessary character? Like you said, Samir and Rafiq Aziz are at these meetings. Why not one or the other? Because, I mean, when Rafiq Aziz's name is dropped... I, they don't even say Aziz, they just say Rafiq. They, they just say, say, his say brother Rafiq. Rafiq. His brother Rafiq. And you're like, oh shit, that's Rafiq I lost, Aziz? Dude, I lost it. I was like... Oh shit, I forgot. This is about the scar. We're right. going back to transfer of power. We're linking, you know, American assassin to transfer of power. And the hinge is going to be Rafiq. And we're going to get this awesome storyline of rap going after him. And then it doesn't pan out. Not to spoil part two next week, but when, when Vince name dropped Rafiq, I was like out of my mind excited. And he literally just stands in this meeting and then is mentioned once or twice later on in the book and does nothing else. It's it's very disappointing.
0: You know, I think even when we did the Transfer of Power episode, we mentioned like, wait, so do we get
1: this in Killshot? Like, we couldn't right. remember if we did or not. And we I don't. know. I thought um, we we get the scar scene. And when his name was not mentioned again, I'm like oh, shit, that's the third book, though. That's what we were talking about. Yeah,
0: the scene I was thinking about is, is Rap's first kill from American Assassin. I was sort of, like, conflating the two, thinking that, like, that was Rafiq and he somehow, that like was got Rafiq him or gotcha. like whatever. But, yeah, like... No, but that's the third book. That's why we need the trilogy completely. That's why we need the trilogy. Yeah, I mean, if, if anything, just to bridge Rafiq to, you know, you know understanding the, that, that, that right. huge plot line or, like, that that
1: plot hole that we got, you know, vivid description of in multiple books. But look at what Vince is doing, right? It's it's eye candy, if you will, if you know the story and you read oh, it sure. in publication order. Like I lost my shit when I saw Rafik's name. Oh, I did too. But it was just it was just his first his first uh, just the first name was first enough. Name. I like love it. But if you're also a new reader and you're reading yeah, it doesn't in spoil it at all. chronological order, it also sets the seed cuz you you read this book thinking, okay, that's a random guy in the background, what's going on? But then when Samir he's is the taken only out one that lives, when Max is gone, when Fournier's gone, well then Rafik is like shit, how do I rebuild this network? So if Rafik were to come up in a Killshot sequel, even for new readers reading in chronological order, they would so. also have yeah. the same, you know, name-drop, oh-shit excitement moment. So that's right. just brilliant by Vince to to think of all fans and where they're from. And it makes me want that third book even more. It, it, for that reason alone, yeah. It's, right. it's
0: really frustrating.
1: Man, I but. love that. I love that. I mean, but what they're talking about at this meeting is that Fournier, the head of French intelligence and Homeland Defense is actually cutting deals with the terrorists through this Max yeah. Vega billionaire guy. What do you think of this concept? Because once it clicked for me, it worked. He's basically buying them off with intelligence, and in return, they're not striking France.
0: Yeah. Ugh. In retrospect, I I had to read this this chapter like twice. Not Not the whole chapter, but just like this part to understand... Because I don't think Fournier is like a bad guy. Like, I mean,
1: he's doing a deal. He's not. With the he's,
0: devil. he's not. A, he's not a terrorist. Like, he he's patting his pockets, but he does say whatever. Like, he wants you know the Republic first, like France true, first. True. He's protecting his country. He's You're protecting right. his country. He may be doing his job well. You're right. <laughs> you know, he's not a villain per se. Like the ultimate villain okay. is you know the the terrorist and and whatever, but. Not a good dude, we'll say that. Uh, but I, I had to read that like, ombre. You what might is, say, <laughs> "What is he doing? Like, wh- why is he doing it? Is he just doing it for money? Is he a, is he is a corrupt cop?" But no protection. He, he's he's corrupt, like in the sense that he's getting his money. But he says that a lot of these DGS people, you know, get their money, and I'm sure the ha- same thing happens in the CIA. But he's doing it for his country, and I once that, like you said, once that clicked, I got it. I understand his yeah. motives why this was set up. It's essentially like, I don't know, us aligning with the, the, uh, training the Mujahideen, right? Right. And then exactly. them turning on us,
1: you but know? Exactly. For, you so know, to is... fight the Russians, to fight the Russians, and then boom, once the Russians are gone, they turn right on us, so. Right. We arm them the same way Fournier is giving them the intelligence. They might mm-hmm. stay off your back or fight with you for a little while, you know, in the eighties, you know, early nineties, they were with us. But then, like it never works out for you, and it, this has to be real life. Like, can you imagine? And I know this is super. Oh, I'm sure about, stuff like this happens all the time, right? I was gonna take nine eleven, but let's take something like maybe the London, you know, underground bombing. The um, sure. What do they call the metro system there? The tube. The, the tube. It, it's like, like there's seven, seven, or like what I if someone in the leadership of ISIS or whatever other group may have been responsible then. Literally came to an intelligence official through back channels and said, look, we're going to hit the West. It doesn't have to be London. What can you do for me? And we'll move it to Brussels. Right. We'll move right. it to Paris. Right. We'll move it to Berlin. Like, would you take that deal? Like, London doesn't get hit. I I guess you're right. For I queen what and Fournier country. Doing. For
0: queen and country, baby. All right. I don't. Know. I hope. I it,
1: it it would. It's awful to think about. You know that is but. that good. Is that good intelligence work and national defense? Long it's, run, no. It's not good. It's not for a short term.
0: It's a short term, but it's not. It's not good for the long run because then just allowing that stuff to happen in general just leads to more stuff. Because like, just like I said, they're going to turn on you eventually.
1: There's got to be Fournier's out there though, making deals with the devil mm-hmm. like this. I mean, like, what is an asset? You know, like who are our assets like
0: they're manipulated people that, right. I don't know. Like I love the show Homeland and just, or, you know, I love any CIA show where they show you just the insight of what, you know, is, um, obviously hyperbole, but just like trying to being a case officer and, right. You know, bringing someone in making these
1: deals. So, I'm sure. I'm sure the Fournier's is Here's exist. a different way of thinking about not to belabor this point, but it's also on a much more micro scale. The same way a group like the Taliban took over so many villages, mm-hmm. uh, Pakistan, Afghanistan, the countryside, the people didn't generally support what they were doing, but they would come in and you had to pay the bribe. You had to pay them not to hit, you know, your daughter's wedding or you had to pay them to not show up at your door and take, you know, your sisters away and it's like, you can only pay the bribe for so long that they'll stay off your back, but eventually there's going to be that straw that breaks the camel's back, and right. they're just going to take over your village and terrorize you. Either you, know? you decide not to pay the bribe and they attack you, or you try to attack them and they attack back. So, Or shit yeah. gets bad for them, or they're desperate, or they want food, or they want more wives, and they're going to come anyway, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Shit. Vince no, is That's something deep. It's interesting to think about
0: that whole setup because I think if you just if you just read through it quickly, you, know, you can be like, "Oh, he's just a corrupt cop," or you know, right. a corrupt intelligence official. Right. But when you when you look at it sort of deeper, it's he, he's almost a man that doesn't have a choice. That you're right n- needs you're right. to do this. He's been assigned to do something like this, and yeah, he's looking out for himself a little bit, but also yeah. you know, looking out for his country. So.
1: All right, now there are let's let's get to the good players because yes. we've got the good cop Neville, which we'll get to, and she is a fantastic. She's a big character. part in the, in the second, uh, yeah, in the second part. But just the, getting
0: introduced to her, she's you know, the both those chapters were very much like Law and Order like esque yes. chapters of like her yes. like casing this this crime scene. We never really gotten that before in a uh, a rap novel, which is kind of cool.
1: You know the closest I could think about her being this police commander, right, who really deserves to have full authority over the crime scene, but Fournier and his intelligence spooks are sneaking around. For example, they take away uh, the rope that Rap used. Right. So he's hiding that from the police, so they'll they'll be, you know, not on his, his tail. I think they might have moved around some shell casings or something. They didn't have much time, but they got the rope, which was the main piece of evidence. Well, you get the sense that Neville would have put the pieces together and realized it was an inside job. She would have realized somebody, the assassin probably, was running away and got shot, which means there's another shooter, right? The assassin's not the only one to have gotten away. Another shooter got away, who turns out is the one who killed the three other innocent people on his way out the front door of the hotel. Which is a, a, a
0: key clue that Rep uses to yeah. to show his innocence. But. So
1: all this, you're, I love the law and order. You're totally right. It also reminded me of Act of Treason and Agent Rivera. Remember the oh, man with the red yes. hat when yes. the motorcade was hit. I I, I thought you were going to go
0: FBI Roach. Like he, it reminds me of like definitely uh, of of uh, McMahon Roach. Skip McMahon Skip. Yeah, Roach is the director. Mc, yep. Skip McMahon and like um. In term limits, right? right? That's like sort of the best uh, McMahon McMahon novel we get, where he's like uh, at that at the crime scene with where they have yep. like
1: the the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. But no, I was thinking a little bit more in terms of the like murder mystery. Put the clues right, together with Rivera
0: and in, in the, in the in agent the...
1: Rivera, and how good she was at her job. Kind of a no nonsense agent who was moving up the ladder. I get that sense with Neville as well. Yep, and it's
0: complicated with that she has, uh, you know a prior a past with fournier right. so relationship yep 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 but yeah like again like that detail is it necessary like there's there's a lot of jam bag details yeah that don't like pay off you know just they're yeah. they seem like to be there to be there
1: you mean the relationship with fournier yeah like yeah I agree with he you could that. just know I was gonna her, say the like rope that. and stuff I like those details, no no, no the that, that, details. That, that, that's like essential but like just because
0: yeah. they go into it like a couple of different times and you know
1: what if the energy around and the writing and the page space around that relationship was taken out I would have loved to see one other character flourish I already think there's too many characters going on you know Vince does that a lot but pulls it off, right? Readers yeah. don't often get lost in his works, even though there may be these third-party kind of characters floating about. Here, it's a little too much. But one of those characters, I think, deserved more uh, time. De Fleury, the Monsignor. The oh, priest, yes. Who's secretly eavesdropping on this meeting. That was he's cool. Thinking his he's- backstory was really cool. His backstory was awesome, but, he, but he's thinking as the rector of the church, I'll let this intelligence guy use the building for meetings, and that's my way of giving back, right, to protecting right. the country, is letting the intelligence folks have secret meetings that no one will find out about because they're the basement of my church. But then when he listens to the conversation- In the confessional. He goes, yeah, he takes the stairs, he goes to the confessional, and he knows there's this one confessional near, I guess, an air duct or something that you could listen into the conversations in the basement. So freaking awesome.
0: Well, and th- this guy was a G because, like, it, it. Vince even says that during World War II, right, all, all these mm-hmm. Nazis that were, were Catholic, right, um, would come to him and, and give confessions, and he would he would be a, a good priest, hear the confessions, and then immediately turn around and sell those secrets. He'd rat them out. Uh, to the resistance. Them, yep. Um I, that was awesome. He, that that priest was the G I, I would just love a whole book
1: about that priest. Abs Oh, he is one of the Like you could take those...
0: that priest and make an entire book about like his life during World War 2 and and stuff like that. That'd be sick. You can
1: have a whole series about him. Yeah.
0: Like Father and there's Brown. Even...
1: <laughs> yes, yes. There's a couple of paragraphs of how he very quickly rationalized what he did. Yes. You know, both as a priest, but also needing to turn in the Nazis and then later the communists and now the jihadis. Um, and that's his way of protecting the homeland and standing up for basically what's right. He was, oh. he was a cool side character. Yeah. Awesome character. I, he comes back in a really minor way in the second half. Very minor. Yeah. Uh, I was hoping to get more. So. Yeah. Hey, rap's floating on the river though. This whole time, <laughs> yeah. I, I <laughs> He's wanted to get to dead.
0: that. I wanted to get to that. Uh, we get this pretty cool scene where, uh, you know, he is able to escape like the the shooting of him uh, when he gets out of the window, and then he runs to the Seine and is sitting on this, uh, you know, bridge right because there's mm-hmm. a bunch of bridges in Paris, right? And he uses this med kit and just the description into this med kit, and I, as I'm reading it I can I can see it and and right. how he's injecting each of the three things and you know shoving gauze in and then you know injecting the super glue and then injecting like this or you know, I'm probably getting out of order but I don't know it was it was very good writing cuz I, I could just it it fell off the page into my mind yeah
1: that makes sense I, no i'm with you i while i was hoping for more detail on like Sacré Coeur and the Sacred Heart Church, right? We or, got it with the medkit. We got it with or, the, med or kit. the bridge, right? I'm hoping for more detail, like the bridges of Paris, so beautiful, and these river walkways and everything. Yeah, there are like, locks oh, really cool. on it, right? That are going to make it fall off, but right. like. but the detail was the powder going into this bullet wound and how it's coagulating the blood and right. then all this. And he even, I think, like drops the wrappers into the river, knowing they'll yeah. be washed downstream and won't be, be evidence. Away. Yeah. So the details there, I, I guess, I really like that too, but. Hoping you could balance the detail, but that was really awesome. Like, I wish we had someone who is a paramedic or, or trained in first aid because I, I guess Vince got it right of how you patch up an emergency bullet wound. Now they have this pretty cool stuff that um, mm.
0: it's these expanding, almost like Mentos. They're a little bit smaller than Mentos, right? Jeez. That they they come inside no, they're like half the size of a mento, but they come inside this a large syringe, and what you do is you you shove Pop that in. syringe into the bullet wound, shoot all these mentos in I'm calling them mentos, but they're like antibiotic pods that's crazy that, as soon as they hit liquid, they expand kind of like when you would as a kid you would you would take like your the straw uh wrapper and like make it grow. Do you ever do that as a kid at like a restaurant or whatever?
1: no, what do you wet it and then
0: Oh, like if you, if you take, <laughs> this is geeky I am, I guess. You, you, you never took your straw wrapper, scrunched it up or folded it in half, and then you drop water on it, and then it kind of expands like like a, like oh, a worm. Okay.
1: I can see that. I, I yeah. would usually peel off one end and then blow the straw wrapper <sighs> at my brother. Uh, you were one of those what I would do
0: with okay. it. Okay. <laughs> but anyways. Like I wouldn't his... do the
1: science experiment. I would try to <laughs> piss somebody off for a joke, for a laugh.
0: Yeah, but these pellets like they expand when they hit water, and they have like antibiotics on them. They're, they're they're pretty cool. But yeah, like back in the day, Mitch is using uh, super glue.
1: Right, right. Which I, I we're gonna assume Vince got right. Like all the other details, he's gotten right. He makes it Rap Oh, he shoots yeah, up he, that locker room. <laughs> he's he like, oh, like swims like two miles, go, right? Yeah, the river. Yeah,
0: and then goes in this locker room, like takes a hot shower. Almost he dies Gets some candy bars. Virginia. Yeah, almost dies.
1: <laughs> he gets the candy bars from the vending like machine. The descriptions,
0: right. again, like you said, would have loved a better description of sacre or Paris in general, but we get a, a great description of this locker room. Yeah. Great description of this locker
1: and room. And each lock that he shoots off. Right. <laughs> like, w- which one he takes the uniform from, which locker right. he takes something else from, wants it just to look like a robbery. I mean, I guess it's all details about his escape, which... It is. I do like seeing the the aftermath. Uh, in know, the moment, how, like I, I love. How did it. they get away? Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. So he he gets away, and then he has to deal with uh. You know, he's supposed to have a date after this hit. You know, with Greta, and we get Greta coming back from American Assassin. What do you think about her her uh, appearance?
1: Yeah. This is Your first phone call. He's not going to check in with Kennedy. He's not <laughs> no. going to think about the bullet wound. It's like, oh shit, I'm supposed to meet meet Greta. I'm gonna give her a buzz.
0: Because I got a bullet hole in my in my arm. I, I can't meet with you, honey. Like, let's let's reschedule our, our cup of tea in the morning and because they were what they were supposed to go to like Switzerland or something and, and ski? Yeah.
1: Though she picks up on it and ultimately, without much friction, is willing to come to Paris.
0: Yeah. She understands she, his job.
1: Yeah, when she comes to Paris, like, even
0: though she puts, like, two and two together almost immediately after, like, addressing his wounds, she's like, wait, you, you were involved with Paris, like, what happened in Paris the other night? He, he's like, yes. And mm-hmm. she takes it pretty good. Like, yeah, you know, I, Anna wouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh, no. No, not the D.C. Anna liberal w- news reporter. It, Anna would not have acted like that, you know. Yeah, even at the sight of a gun wound, I don't know if she would have, like, her first instinct would be to address the wound,
1: you know? Greta's an Olmeyer. Come on now. Yeah. Those Olmeyers, yeah. they got some tough skin. They know what's going on. How uh, cool would DeFlurry, the priest, and Olmeyer meeting up and or having some history? Like That'd be sick. <laughs> I just, all these little tangents, I want to become fully flesh stories we just it's headcanon. I love I love headcanon. It's awesome. Absolutely. And imagine fan fiction, that would be kind of cool. Yeah. Get some we need some rap fan fiction. That'd be awesome. I'd write the, the priest would be my character.
0: I'd write well, it like a just a one-off story about like in in between uh in between one of these these uh marks of the list, uh, you know, a week with Greta. Like I I I want to flesh out Greta. I, I feel like Yeah. Yeah. That was going to be the third thing, you know. We're gonna if if you had to pick like the the couple things to address in the third book, it's one Rafik, right? It's two Victor, and right. how that concludes, and then three it's Greta, and yeah. like where where is she? Does she die? Does she betray Rap? Right? Does she just do they amically, You know, go are there separate ways?
1: Can you imagine if, in some way, that book or a later book addresses term limits, even if it's just a name drop right. of like, or like term a newspaper. limits
0: happens in between Killshot
1: and Transfer of Power, right? So, like, right. Right. Rap just picking up a newspaper. Um, imagine him somewhere where he, because of whatever happened in that in that in between, he can't get involved. He does have to check himself and like mm-hmm. stay off the grid. But he sees reports of the Speaker of the House assassinated,
0: right? Right. Where Irene like sends him a, a message saying, "You know, I can't talk right now. Like, shit. You know, I'm dealing with something with whatever." And you would know if you read the book,
1: like what she's dealing with, right? Imagine she's like, "I'm headed for a meeting on the Hill with the Speaker of the House, Bar- uh, Bassett. I think that was his name." And then it's like, "Oh shit! That's the Speaker who's going to get hit." Like, is right. Kennedy there? Is she like? On the way to the meeting or. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. And then imagine somehow. And like maybe rap is off somewhere and he can't get involved, like in Minnesota. And he happens to just be like checking out at like, I don't know, a fucking coffee shop. And some guy at the coffee shop is running for Congress and he's campaigning. And it's that uh, it's the O'Rourke character. Right. Or just something random like that where they run into each other tangentially i'd love it
0: or or at the like the final scene could be that that baseball game that he went to with michael o'rourke
1: yes and that's where he meets coleman yes that could be like the epilogue
0: that could be the epilogue you know and setting everything up my goodness see like we've we've just written like two-thirds of the book right
1: here you're so right oh man i gotta come back to my priest though because i love this guy do it he could be in the book we've also talked about wanting Stan Hurley in Beirut or somewhere oh. else, um, you know, Iron Curtain, with Stansfield and Kennedy's father? Like, what mm. if de Fleury is like the priest that Kennedy's father, when he's ambassador, is going to confession with? And he's like mm. a local priest at a church somewhere, whether it's Beirut or another posting. Like, maybe it's Kennedy's father was posted It seems elsewhere. like this priest
0: has been stationed at Sacrugue for a long time,
1: though. Yeah. Well, uh, come on. Uh Kennedy's father could absolutely have like, in Paris. But like I could
0: see like yeah, no if if both of them are like stationed in in France for a little bit and they go see this priest, that would be sick. Right. What I think is interesting is that every time I feel like we get mentioned Hurley in these novels, they mention like he he's from the Far East or like some things about him in the Far East. I I want to see that's another thing like Hurley's adventures in the Far East.
1: Yeah. Well, I think we should take all of the Hurley and Stansfield nuggets and do a pod on that.
0: Oh, it's coming. It's it's in the works, Mike.
1: Guys, that that's coming. You know, uh, as it's probably going to be our our
0: our July bonus pod, right? Where we uh, after we finish this book, I because when
1: we pick back up, Stansfield's dead. You know, he died rather Mm -hmm. early on in the series. I think third option or executive power, yeah, or separation. Maybe separation. separation.
0: It's it's at the beginning of one of the two where we get the funeral,
1: so we'll have to do a tribute, and then Hurley, yeah. you know, soon with um, the last man and right. survivor, right? So, all right. Well, what do we need to wrap up here? I think maybe just how Victor we get some backstory, and Stan yes. Hurley are sent after Rap. Stansfield does green light bring him in. Rap as of now is involved in this. I think nine person homicide in Paris, right? And so Hurley's and Victor gotta bring him in, whatever it takes, because right now he's a loose cannon that could set off some pretty bad international, you know, sh- a shitstorm. And Hurley and Victor are given uh, basically the green light to bring him in, and if he refuses, take him, take him out.
0: Yeah. yeah so I guess. Just to address it what what they think, what Irene thinks, what Stansfield thinks, um we get a couple different meetings with with them and, and their various people, but they think rap went rogue, you know something happened he he killed a bunch of people, even though, and they mentioned uh Rob Ridley again, the advance team who yes uh Stanfield said he's you know there's no reason that Rob Rob should have not missed the fact that this guy had bodyguards. Because in the papers, it's saying that these these four people that got killed were bodyguards, but yeah, like they think Rap fucked up, and then it's not until later that Rap finally calls Irene, after you know meeting with Greta and obviously, talk, we we learn about all what happened, but he calls Irene because he thinks he can trust her, and she relays information to Stansfield, and it Stansfield's like, oh shit, you know, he's it was a setup, and they, then then right. things start clicking in his head like. We have a leak. Mm-hmm. Who could it be? And then previously, just before that, we've had this other side plot, which kind of a necessary kind of, you know, just just talking about plots, there's like seven different plots going on. Like we have three, like you know, normally it's like one, two, three, like locations. Mm-hmm. In this, it's Rap, it's it's Hurley, it's Stansfield and Irene, it's Funier. it's, it's, uh, Neville, the police. Uh, Neville, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then we have Cook, and the this, and the, the oh, final gosh. one is 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 Paul Cook and the, the Secretary CIA of State. People. Yes, yeah, is the, and the
1: Secretary of State. Oh boy,
0: yeah, we got a couple of scenes for him, and then then this Deputy Director of the CIA, who the CIA directorship is currently vacant, um, is a lackey of the State Department and starts spying on Stansfield. You know, yeah. So all this is culminated with, like you said um victor and hurley being sent over there and then eventually once tansfield realizes that oh maybe rap was set up he sends irene and doc lewis over there uh but before we get to that like you know final chapter of, of this revelation that maybe maybe rap didn't do this uh we get victor's backstory i just wanted to comment before we 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 signed off here was, what did just, you think I, of that
1: do you do you want to save that for next time? Because the second half of this book is almost a Victor story. Like, there's a True. lot of Victor.
0: Yeah. What do you no, think? I think we we're can pick
1: on almost an hour. What if we kick it off with that?
0: Yeah, that's good. I think that's a good. We'll, we'll, we'll start, start with the uh, um, Victor backstory. It's a good story. That was a, really, a good story. really cool chapter
1: that we get. Yeah. Though you know what happens when we get a backstory on a character. They gonna most die.
0: Mo- most likely they're gonna die.
1: <laughs> that's that, that so Flynn. Like, but he doesn't the die. But he Flynn. doesn't die. Thou shalt kill a character after creating a long backstory. Yeah. No. It,
0: so I guess just just to wrap up here, like, what do you? What? Who are your winners and losers of the first half?
1: Yeah, I think just to start negative, so I can end positive. I think a jumble of characters uh, is is a bit detracting or distracting from the story the same way there's uh too many side plots um and goings on that aren't going to shape up in the second half to be that central to understanding uh the narrative and what's going on so almost a case of doing a little too much and and here's a little theory about that I could be completely off the mark and hope this isn't insensitive but i just wonder if if Vince had so many people he wanted to name drop personally, he needed a character named after them so he could just drop <laughs> a bunch of names into this book. Could um, be. T- to write people in his life into the story. I'm totally just going off with that one. Who knows? But it was just so many characters coming at us. I couldn't keep up with it. But I think a big winner here. In terms of a good character that I would have liked more of is Neville uh, and the priest so, and Rafik name drop. I think really small, subtle things are done so well. I just wanted more of them. So this balance of expanding upon maybe not the right things, at least in my mind as a reader, but the ones that were dropped for us. Little hints of the priest in the confessional and his backstory. Neville being really good at her job, law and order style, put the pieces together to solve the crime. I really liked so a lot of little details, a lot of little breadcrumbs. Some of them have big payoffs in the second half. I thought that was masterfully done.
0: Right, I, I agree with everything you said. I, I think my winner would have to be Greta. Like, hmm. I think she's Raps best partner because if we go through all of her, all of his partners, right, Anna. Well, Oh, we don't have to like go down that route. Like, I'm a, is, is fan. I'm a Donatella, Donatella fan. Donatella is batshit fucking crazy, dude. She Absolutely. is crazy. She Absolutely. is crazy. She's about I like it. Uh, Claudia tried to kill or killed Raps' uh, wife and unborn child. <laughs> so, Greta's right. <laughs> Greta, is my, I'll, I'll Greta is my it. winner. Greta is my winner. Greta is my winner.
1: I'll give it to you. She's
0: right. gorgeous. Absolutely. She doesn't give her a shit for being potentially involved in nine homicides. She takes care of him. She has a grandfather who's very smart and wealthy. Uh, She knows how to ski. I'm a Greta fan. I'm really, it's really unfortunate we didn't get to see the conclusion of the Greta story. You like that That accent, don't you? Not a, not even like a like a mention of Greta in later books. Come on, Kyle. True. Kyle, Kyle true. if you've listened to the this end of the, of the episode, please wrap up the Greta story at least.
1: He wants to. He he brought Greta up to us a few times when we. Spoke I know to him. he did. He, but... I remember him saying, "What about Greta?" And throwing. Uh, yeah, I do, <laughs> I do remember that.
0: I do remember that. That's funny. But all right, yeah, well, that I'll, was a good I'm pod. With you.
1: She was great, she was great. Yeah, good pod. I, I feel like this one we analyzed the story and the themes a bit deeper as opposed to just recapturing the plot. So, well done. Good, good themes you pulled out there, Chris.
0: Thank you, sir. And next time, we will be wrapping up uh, Shot Part 2, giving you our ratings, and of course our cover discussion, which, uh, you didn't mention this, Mike, but Vince uh, makes a, a tribute to, uh, a dedication to Janine Lee, for another great cover.
1: For the cover, yes, this is going yeah. to be a good one to talk about. I like
0: Janine Lee cuz this is a pretty cool cover.
1: Uh well, like cuz it doesn't have that many, but the the one with the Eiffel Tower is a pretty cool cover. Janine Lee definitely did not have a say on cover C. I can tell you I I, much.
0: I really I really hope
1: so cuz if not I'm not going to like I'm not I don't like Janine Lee, but I,
0: just if Vince is dedicating it to her
1: then um she didn't have a hand in cover. That's kind of cool. A dedication to a cover artist. That's that's <laughs> fly. I like that.
0: That is cool. Like you're finally, like shouting someone out. That's cool. I like it. All right. We have to thank our patrons, including our special operator, Sherry F., our special agents, George, Matt, Dawn, Dennis, Peggy, Catherine, Ray, Bridget, Jeff, and Mark. Please subscribe, rate, and review using your favorite podcasting platform. Um, five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can find us online at mitchrappod.com or using our Twitter or Instagram, which hasn't been active for a while, but I'm going to get back on that this week, uh, at mitchrappod. And as always, Just Let Mitch Be Mitch.
1: We made it a whole hour, and you did not electrocute yourself. <laughs> well I done. Did.
0: I didn't die. That's good. That's a possibility. That should be is that the goal of every podcast not to die? <laughs>